You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello once again. Uh, this is Steffi for the Metal and High Heels podcast. And I'm here today with Kiki and Kisten, singer of Evignat and Raisin. And yeah, nice to have you here. Well, welcome to our podcast. Um, our new concept just started almost. And um, how we once told you, we tried to invite more guests and uh, yeah, especially from smaller bands, newcomer bands to support them a little bit more, give them a platform. And yeah, so we're very happy to have you here today, Kirsten. And this is Kiki. Welcome back to another uh, episode of the podcast. Um, Kirsten is also the singer of Evignat, and we have uh, we had a lovely chat with you several years ago. I can't remember even how long it's been. Oh, it's been about three years, I think. Yeah, only. Yeah, <laughs> I would say more, but. Um, Anyway, welcome back. It's so nice to talk to you again. Yeah, same. Same to you. So you reached out to me to um, introduce us to the new album of Razum. Um Tell us about the band. Uh, well, uh, Razum is a band I've been in for almost as long as Evignat. Uh, I uh, met... Um, Well, my guitarist in Raisem, I met him while studying music in Liverpool. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's like almost 15 years ago. And we've been making music and records ever since. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the third album of the band, but... And it's been, uh, the band is not new, so um, what happened in between? Oh, uh, well, it's uh, quite busy juggling with two bands, you know. Um, Evie Nut takes a lot of time. And also having two bands and, you know, just everyday life, having to balance it with a 100% like position, a job. Um you know it it just really takes time to create the music and you come home from work and you might not be creative that day and you know it's it, it comes and goes a bit more when you're busy with all sorts of other things in addition to the music as well so i think that's a reason why it's taken so long to to release the albums Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with day job and studying also, and uh, yeah, lots of other stuff to do. Yeah, it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have maybe some? Do you take some holidays for writing your music or recording mm. it, or how do you do it? Oh, it it just um, it happens when it happens. Um, we spend maybe weekends. Uh, We spend evenings, and we also do, uh, sometimes it just, the, it comes really easy, you know, writing a song happens really quick, uh, so it can happen at any time, really, it doesn't have to be in a holiday or whatever, it, 
maybe it could be easier then because then you you know you don't have to stress with all the other everyday life things but it just mm-hmm. happens randomly really yeah also depends on mm-hmm. it also depends on the other band members you know yeah do you write your songs together or is it just i don't know one is for the music itself or the melodies the other one for lyrics or you do everything uh, together it's uh, for rayism it's mostly me and Thomas, which is a guitar player, uh, who writes all the songs. So he would do all the arrangements and I might come up with an idea or two every now and then, but he he does most of the arranging. Um, And I, uh, well, we kind of collaborate on lyrics and things, but I do come up with most of them and all the song melodies. And so I I think it's... uh, it's a good balance uh, between me and him. And then, you know, when we do our band rehearsals, uh, there might be a riff or two that comes up during a rehearsal as well. So everyone is involved at some point. How are the, uh, what kind of topics are you uh, talking about? Are you tackling on this ne- uh, new album? Um, yeah, there's a lot of different um, topics. Um, we write a lot about uh, betrayal, <laughs> heartbreak, but we've also tackled themes like um, environment and overuse and how we are destroying our our home. Um, so we've we've tried to uh, to uh, interpret those themes in our way as well um and there's also uh, a song about social media for example um that's a song we're going to release a video for very soon so that should be exciting but it's it's varied but it's usually kind of depressing and sad (laughs) what we talk about yeah because you mentioned uh the social media topic Mm. is it your personal experience or is it more about um yeah watching society how it develop yeah it's, way? it's more in general yeah it's not so much my experience um alone but it's how obviously how we see it and how because we are very much a part of the social media frenzy ourselves we have to be to keep up with uh, everything we use all the social media platforms but it's also a bit sad to see the negative ways the social platforms and media platforms are are used uh, how they can affect young people in a negative way because it's not all bad it, they social media is like a blessing in disguise i would say but uh, if you're not careful, you can easily be dragged into this race which you can't really keep up with, you know, mm. how you look and how you should be and uh, certain ways you should act. You end up being someone you're not in, in the end. So it's it's a balance there. You have to be very careful when using your social media. That's my opinion anyway. That is true. Yeah. Mm. Totally agree. 
can we go back talking about the topics can we go back to the title of the mm. record dysthymia yeah dysthymia um it's actually a technical term for uh, a type of depression they don't use it anymore but it is a depression that they found it isn't as severe as the regular type of depression that we usually talk about but okay. it's um it's a depression that is uh, it's kind of severe in a way because it's a lot longer it lasts for longer and it's so integrated in you that the person suffering from it um, thinks that this depression is that person's personal trait so they don't know they're depressed they just mm -hmm. think okay this is what that this is what who i am and what i'm like It's normality mm -hmm. yeah so it's very hard to treat it's hard to detect but it's very much a real thing and we thought dysthymia would be a good title for the album because the topics as we talked about are very dark um there's a lot of uh dark things going on in the world which we are we're addressing um so we thought that would uh, would be a suitable uh, title and you know uh, all of us have at some point also experienced this in our lives um i mean some some people suffer from really serious depression so we have to be careful with you know diagnosing ourselves but at some point we've reached a really low a low point in our life where we need help we need to talk to someone so i just think it's a very um a relevant topic today so we thought that would be suitable for the album totally it's also a very interesting word yes a nice ring to it yeah it's interesting so it it hopefully also um, uh, piques people's interest a little bit. Yeah. Is depression something that you have uh, suffered yourself or your bandmates? Um, yes, I have suffered from depression. Um, but uh, uh, it took me a while to acknowledge that. And mm -hmm. it took me a while to go and get some help. Uh, <laughs> but when I finally did, I realized what state I was in, which wasn't good. Um, and it took me about a year to work through this, all these things that were going on. Um, and I'm still working on it and I'm still sort of, I'm always going to have these things that I struggle with, but it's important to get tools, uh, that you can work with when you go into these um, type of things. So yeah, it's um, self-experienced. Um, I'm not sure if anyone in the other, like, other um, the other guys in the band have experienced depression, but if they have, they haven't told me. <laughs> yeah, because there's always... Um that kind of stigma around mental health mm. and people not try or not wanting to uh, talk about it that easily. Yeah. Um, for us on the podcast, it's been a subject that we wanted to talk about from the beginning. Mm. 
exactly for that purpose to uh, stop feeling ashamed and stop feeling that we've failed yeah. because we haven't it's just it's a very common symptom of our society sadly nowadays and the more we talk about it the more people are going to um, take the step as well to talk about it and get help and get better and learn to cope with that yes and that's it's very very true um, it's just what you said there about the shame and the guilt and what's feeling the feeling of failure um, that you have to admit that I actually need help this is not um, it's not okay to to feel like this of course it's okay to feel like that but you know what I mean it's it's not okay to go through life with all of that on your own mm-hmm. so for me it was um, when someone told me you you seriously you need to go and and talk to someone you need to go and get some help now because this is not good so I mm-hmm. was I was in that state of denial that I'm okay I'm gonna do this I can do it on my own it'll be fine but it wasn't yeah. so <laughs> uh, it's it's very important to to be open about it and recognize it and it is okay you haven't failed you just need a little bit of support right now and that's fine yes that is true and having that bit of extra support the professional support (laughs) it's actually quite uh good i enjoy my weekly therapy sessions a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love talking about it (laughs) yeah you get to sort through a lot of a lot of things that needs tidying up in (laughs) in your head yeah and in your feelings and also um at least in my experience, I've gotten to know my, myself so much better and to gotten to the root of so many uh, patterns of behavior and thinking. And to me, it's just fascinating to know how I work, <laughs> how yeah. my mind works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and another thing that was very important to me, at least, was to know that what you are doing right now, you're not alone. There's so many other people that do exactly this. And you're not alone in this type of behavior. You're not failing. It's just what it is right now. So it made me feel like, okay, it's not just me being weird. It's um, uh, There's a lot of people that go through the same thing. And it's, it's nice to know that there are other people there with you in this experience. Yes, yeah, very much. Also important reason to break the silence about the topic, just Mm. to take it off that stigma zone and just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sadly okay. Of course, it's not (laughs) good if someone has it, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty okay. And just, Mm. yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yes, also so that uh, the other people feeling that way don't feel alone, as you were just saying, Kirsten. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's why music has been so important in my life. And maybe that's also a reason why people latch on to music, because they share feelings, they share um, experiences, and they mm-hmm. um, they recognize themselves in a song or a lyric. Or yes. So it's, it's kind of a little, it's a little bit of the same thing. It's therapy in a way. That's true. 
Another interesting topic that we've uh, been talking about in the podcast and you mentioned before is uh, the climate crisis yes. and climate change. That's one of uh, Steffi's favorite topics. <laughs> so would you want <laughs> yeah. to tell us about how you're dealing with the topic on the album or with your music? Uh, yeah. Um, the last song to end up on the album, uh, that's the song called Folly of Man. Um, it was really this dark, ambient-sounding uh, melody we had, which developed into this sort of big uh, ending um, climax. And we just felt it natural that it had to be a serious thing we uh, dealt with there. And ob obviously we're all... Um, painfully aware of what's going out on out there with all this overuse, plastic in the ocean, um, pollution, um, like materialism. We, we keep making all these things that we don't need. We keep buying all these things that we don't need. It, it's going to have to blow up at some point. So that song uh, and that lyric in particular deals with exactly that um how is it this going to end what what's going to happen with humanity in the end it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire you're gonna you're still gonna <laughs> crash and burn with the rest of us uh so we need to actually address this now otherwise we're gonna we're gonna burn down the world we live on Describe yourself yeah. as an activist. If I am, yeah. If um, you're active in some groups or NGOs, no, I'm not actually. Uh, I support. Um, I support some groups and like do like monthly payments and things like that. And I know I should be more active. It's just I don't. Oh, I need more hours in a day. <laughs> oh yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I try and do. I try and do my part. We do. Um, uh, we we do like the recycling, and we have our little sort of patch out in the garden where we recycle our food and make it into um, uh, soil. And we try and reuse our plastic bags or just use bags when we go shopping. Um, we try and walk whenever we can. And we're also vegetarians, both of us in the house here. Yeah. So we try and contribute with what we can, at least, uh, because I think that it's the big corporate businesses that they need to be more responsible for what they're doing. They can't just put everything onto the consumer. We can do our bit, but they need to, for example, remove plastic wrap. They need to make sustainable containers. I mean... It's it's a lot easier for a big corporate company to help us also be better. So that's that that's how I'm um, trying to help anyway. Mm. Yeah, I'm also quite curious how or what the future will bring on that topic because I think everyone knows about it, mm. but no one wants to do the first step. It's just like you have to go first. No, you have to go first, and so yeah. yeah companies, consumers, um, the politicians, 
everyone says or just show to the other one and say, okay, but you have to start right now. And that's so fucking annoying. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one wants I'm, to dive yeah, in. I'm very curious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we've been asking ourselves, um, because, well, it's obviously uh, more the responsibility of uh, the people in power, so to speak, uh, mm. to steer the boat of humanity in the right direction. But yeah. you also mentioned uh, doing your part, so to speak, as a consumer. And uh, how do you apply that when you are touring or to the music business in general? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, it's it's not... I guess it's not very easy at all to apply anything when you're touring because you're um you need transport you need food um you might create waste wherever you go so um i don't tour so much anyway um but when we go gigging i guess um That's a good question. I, I do you think know. that it's do you think that it's is it just possible to do it in a sustainable way? Go mm -hmm. on tour and uh, yeah, do not also thought about um also um music videos. Oh, I yeah. saw just some music videos in the last day and thought, okay, that seems to be so full of Yeah, of logistic energy. Mm. <laughs> I want to say just energy, but not music. But su such an effort to produce yeah. such a video, which is oh, yeah. quite beautiful. I'm always happy to mm. see it. But um, yeah, I thought about the background, how much effort is there. Well, that, do you that's, think that's um, possible? Absolutely, I think it's possible to to do your part there. Um, I can mention the music video we just did uh, for "Lost Yourself," which is also on the new album. Um, we we went around to people's houses and recycled old television sets um, because like a lot of people have stuff lying around that they don't use anymore and we went to thrift shops and got things for our um, our background and our sets and we just tried to do uh, as much as we could on our own and reuse things we already have and um, use locations that are inside for example when that wasn't possible then obviously we have to have uh, power supply and that kind of thing but I think it's possible to do really good videos on minimal budgets and with reusing stuff and building your own sets so that um, It doesn't, um, it doesn't end up being overspending or uh, throwing away uh, things that you don't use anymore. Or so um, I think it's I think it's very much possible to be economic when you do things um, for tours as well. When bands tour together, share one bus, for example, um, that's also a good way of getting around without being too polluting or and not flying everywhere 
I'm not sure, but I'm, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's pretty possible to to be um, aware of what you're doing when you're on tour and making videos or etc. Totally. Uh, I've been wanting to discuss this topic also in light of what um, Coldplay mm. said a few months ago, I think. Uh, they said they are going to stop touring until it's possible to make it sustainably. Mm. And my first thought was, okay, that's a cool statement. It could be, you know, um, a political statement. It could be a bit of a role model thing to at least make people uh, think about how much, uh, how big of a carbon footprint they're leaving while touring. But then I also thought about, well, um, sure, Coldplay doesn't need to tour. They're rich already. They have sold so many albums. They don't need to tour. Mm. If you think about bands like yours, for example, uh, or so many smaller bands, uh, lots of indie bands, lots of bands with a big, uh, big uh, labels. Even the money is in touring right now. That's where the inter- industry, the music industry, is right now. Yeah. So to say I won't tour until uh, it's sustainable um, or sustainably possible. It's that's death. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of us, it would mean death. Yes. Um, there, there is a new thing uh, which I think is interesting that some bands do now. Uh, they go on tour, but they tour in their living room. So they they would um, they would tour different countries, but from their living room. So mm-hmm. people had to log on and buy tickets to. To see their stream. yeah, it's okay. like a live stream tour. So people are coming up with all sorts of solutions to this and managing to tour the world without actually physically touring, because mm-hmm. it's expensive to tour as well. I mean, for a band like us, we probably would lose money touring um, for at at least to begin with. So either we would have to buy onto a tour or we would have to just be very, very hardworking and be out there all the time until someone started to, you know, take notice of us. So that might be a solution, you know, uh, sell gig tickets from your living room. Yeah, that's a cool approach. Of course, it's not the same. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the same. um well then then the best part about seeing a band is to feel the you know heat and sweat and i mean maybe the vocalist lands on you when he jumps out in the audience and stuff so obviously it wouldn't be the same Mm -hmm. but it might be a solution in the meantime or for for bands that can't go touring or uh, at least as a means of of getting out there to start with yeah true are you going to be touring with a reason for this themia we're doing a couple of gigs we have some gigs lined up in norway and we have a management now working for us um trying to 
book some gigs here and there, but I don't think there'll be a tour. Um, and it's, it just boils down to us having jobs, um, being four different individuals that need to come together and it has to fit for everyone. So it's just we're at the point in our lives where uh, we we will make music, record the album and do a couple of gigs and then if it happens to be a tour in the future, yeah, sure, we'll jump on it. But um, as it looks right now, no, there's not a tour per se. All right, well, Is we it... hope to have news of that soon. Mm. Yeah, is it is it your goal, your life target, whatever, um, to to live once just from your music? Do you have um, that effort in mind? No, I don't. I have to be honest. Um, uh, as that would be sort of yes, of course, it's a dream, and it's allowed to have that dream, and yeah, sure. But it takes. Um, it takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes the right people to see you, notice you and back you. So we can be as good as we want to be, but it, it doesn't really help if you don't have, um, that one person or that team that sees like, okay, we're gonna we're going to go for this band, we're going to support them, we're going to work with them. Uh, it might sound a, bit, sound a bit cynical of me, but I don't know, I've been doing this for so long and it's it's a lot of hard work to be a touring artist. You, ha you have to sacrifice a lot. I'm sure you know because you do, you do your, um, your website and you do your podcasts and you know how much hard work it entails. And that you have to combine it with your everyday life. So it would take it would take that we quit our jobs and we just went for it. And maybe then nothing would happen even. That's true. Yeah. Maybe to be successful and yeah, yeah. the right people. It, are your yeah, people. it sounds really sad, but I mean, that's just the reality of it. And that's that's how it is. Yeah. I'm Music business is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Can we ask about your day job? What is it that you do? Oh, yeah. Um, I work as a secretary for uh, the municipality where I live. Um, and I work with people which suffer from substance abuse. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it can be um, very interesting days where I work. There's a, there's a lot of cool people I meet every day. And it, yeah, sure, there it's sometimes it can be really sad, but most of the time it's it's nice and you meet nice people and you know, you get to help them help them in their everyday life. Maybe make yeah, it a little bit better. Yeah, that's what I was better. about to say. Mm. That's really cool. Mm. Uh Steffi, do you have any more questions for Kirsten? Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> of um, your hobby, I just looked up your raisin website, and there you said that your hobby is. Um, I had to look it up. Trolling. 
Yeah. I didn't knew what it is, so I just <laughs> asked Google about it. It seems to be an extraordinary hobby, so um, how? Uh, yeah, Dance how World. <laughs> I started that when I was very young myself, because I told my mother I wanted to be gymnast, <laughs> and we didn't have that where I lived. We had twirling. So that's what um, I started doing, and I just stuck with it. <laughs> up until now and so actually right after this interview I'm gonna pop down to the sports hall and um, help the local team and just you know look at their routine and uh, perfect what they're doing for their competition next weekend so Whoa. yeah it's yeah okay. <laughs> it's uh it's a strange combination with metal and twirling but you know it's both both uh, hobbies are creative and um And Did you ever you try to combine it? Yeah. The twirling with metal music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Might be interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, a few years ago, I made a routine where I mixed together songs from Tristania, for example. Which mm -hmm. was okay. very, yeah, it was very dramatic. <laughs> no, so oh, I. Can I imagine? Yeah, so I do use music uh, from the metal scene. I do. Is there a video of that? Can we post it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think there are many videos from that, actually. Um, it's I'm not very vocal about it. Um, uh, no, I don't have any recent videos, actually. But that okay. would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, it would. Totally. An idea for the next music video, maybe. Actually, yeah, I should put some <laughs> the performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I um, have no more questions, I think. <laughs> Do you have Kiki? And uh, no, Kirsten, is there anything else you want to say you want to talk to us about? Um, well, I guess just um, thanks for having me on your podcast. And um, if people want to check out the album, um, they can do so. Just look up our uh, Facebook or Bandcamp or whatever other social media we're on <laughs> and, uh, you know, give us a shout, follow us or, uh, you know, just let you let us know that you're out there listening to us. Um, and I just also want to say that we have a new music video coming out very, very soon. Um, so be cool if people also check that out. Yes. Stay tuned, people, okay. because it's a very cool album. I already uh, listened to it a little bit, and um, yeah, we will post all of the all of the links to uh, Razum socials and the website, and um, yeah, and you also everybody knows where to find us and where to find these show notes. Um, it's always metal n highheelscom and uh, that's it for today. I think. Yeah. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you, Kirsten, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. So, much luck for your future. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.